I got to a point in my career where I was successful. I was a, a healthcare executive. I felt good about myself. I felt confident. I had a side hustle. I was a coach on the side, but I wasn't happy at work. And I had some professional success, but I didn't feel successful. I felt stuck. I felt like I wasn't doing work that actually mattered. Caution. Listening to this podcast may motivate you to make positive changes in your life, identify ways to accelerate your career trajectory, and develop a path towards financial freedom. This is the Career Meets World podcast, and I'm your host, Edward Gorbis, and I've spent the last 10 years focused on helping thousands of people advance their career while in parallel teaching a secret recipe to reach financial independence. And I'm here to share the untold stories of successful people and teach thousands of listeners how to develop a growth mindset. Our minds are malleable and everyone has the power to change their mindset through perseverance, dedication, and a passion for learning. So if you're ready to skyrocket your business and financial literacy, turn up the volume and let's dive right in. This is the Career Meets World podcast. Welcome back, podcast family. With us today, as always, we have a very special guest for you today. His name is Dr. Benjamin Ritter. He's a leadership and career coach, a national speaker, a podcaster, an author, a mentor, and he's super passionate about guiding others in finding and creating a sustainable career that they love. He has over 10 years of experience coaching and a background in organizational leadership and learning theory. Ben truly understands how to navigate any career path you decide that you want to travel on. And since launching his coaching practice, he has guided hundreds of professionals towards creating a career that they love. From empowering young professionals to getting unstuck, to guiding senior leadership on how to stand out from the competition and develop executive presence, Ben is an expert in his field and will guide anyone towards truly living for yourself at both work and life. Ben has received his doctorate in organizational leadership with a focus on value congruence and job satisfaction and earned an MBA in entrepreneurial management and an MPH in health policy administration. I am so excited to share this conversation with you today. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Career Meets World podcast, Dr. Benjamin Ritter. It is so nice to have you on today. First of all, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. If And that's that's kind of the blanket statement that I probably would say to everybody. And then if we would go a little deeper, which a lot of times I don't, because when people go a little bit deeper to me, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's how I sound. And that's like, maybe I don't want to go that deep. But I do think it's important to be a little bit more truthful. So I'm feeling really good uh, mentally, which is kind of recent in the past couple of weeks. I've like had to do a lot more meditation. I started taking nootropics just to try to get more mental clarity. Even though I just took a sip of caffeine, I'm trying to cut down my caffeine intake. Uh, because I actually felt this this whole lockdown getting to be a little bit intense again. Like I've been I've had way too much screen time. So if you know, ask me how I am. I am a work in progress, and I'm working on accessing the more creative side of my life and putting a little bit more distance between the work that I'm doing each and every day. I appreciate the honesty because oftentimes people will give you that blanket answer, and maybe it's a defense mechanism, or maybe it's a way for people just to avoid that question, right? We we jump on so many calls throughout the day. So I appreciate the honesty there. 
That being said, I want to make sure that people listening really get to know you and who you are. So can you give us a quick, quick background on what you've done, where you are, and what gets you up in the morning? Mm -hmm. So I love guiding people towards a career they can love and that can really involve anything from launching a service-based business or pivoting in your career or getting a promotion or just managing your team and where you're at in your business. Uh, but that that didn't just appear out of nowhere. Right? I didn't just go, you know, I went to school to get my doctorate in organizational leadership. I studied values alignment and job satisfaction. But if we were to go back in time, like way back in time, I was just a really awkward kid that did not succeed in the dream that I had for myself. And so I had no self-identity. I had no confidence. I didn't, I really just needed to rebuild who I was. And so that made me really passionate about the field of personal and professional development. Fast forward, do, through a lot of hard work and a lot of twists and turns, I got to a point in my career where I was successful. I was a, a healthcare executive. I felt good about myself. I felt confident. I had a side hustle. I was a coach on the side, but I wasn't happy at work. And I had some professional success, but I didn't feel successful. I felt stuck. I felt like I wasn't doing work that actually mattered. And I had to take a really hard look and say, you know, why have I just been reacting to opportunities instead of creating them? And so that led me down the path of, okay, what am I passionate about? What skills do I have that I'm really great at? What challenges might I want to face? Who do I want to work with? And to start crafting my job, uh, which did not, was not, the first answer was not start a business. It was, to, <laughs> it was to go fix where I was. That's usually the easiest path, but that didn't work for a variety of reasons. But that led me down this path to launch Live For Yourself Consulting, to really just build a, a practice in the leadership and career development space. And here we are today. I appreciate you sharing that. What I find really interesting is as you and I both discover working with different people is that we all have very, very different journeys, right? How we got from point A to point B to point Z. And it's always fascinating unpacking that more so than what the person is just doing today, which we'll certainly get to. But I want to make sure we kind of go back in time and understand what did you really think you were going to do with your life? Because the reality is there's a massive disconnect between what we're taught, what we think when we're in our teens in college, post-college, right? All of that's a massive evolution. So I'm curious if you can kind of demystify that for us a little bit. Yeah. So I'm jumping in my time machine, going, going way, way back. So when I was a little kid, I initially was like, I want to be an architect and an astronaut. Those, those were the jobs. I wanted to be an explorer. I wanted to dig up dinosaur bones too. And, and that evolved, right? So I was walking dogs as a kid. I was flipping burgers. I was doing a bunch of stuff. But that ended up evolving into I want to become a professional soccer player, which was, was the turning point to lead me to where I am today because that external goal of becoming a professional athlete dictated everything in my life from what I would watch on TV, who I'd hang out with. I had practiced three times a day. I was eating tuna out of a can. Like it just became extreme, which is then how I lost who I was because when I did not become a professional soccer player, you know, despite traveling to Europe and trying, you know, um, getting surgery on my hip when I, the day before my 21st birthday, like when that all didn't work out, I had no idea what I was going to be. I literally, I did, literally, it was a blank slate. And that was a, probably the, one of the scariest points in my life I've ever faced. And so the journey then of exploring different career opportunities and thinking I was going to do different things led me to, I'm going to go work in health policy. I'm going to go be, I'm going to, I'm going to go change the world through changing policy because behavior, changing behavior is really hard. I had to change my own behavior. That was tough. I'm going to change policy. 
Well, guess what? Worked in policy, really didn't like it. And not only that, and even though I didn't like it, I kept trying. And then uh, during, there was like 2010, there was a pretty big recession going on still. And a lot of federal funding was, was gone. Um, the job offers I would get out of grad school, I had a job offer from the CDC. I had a job offer from uh, some federally qualified healthcare centers. I had I had four different job offers that were all canceled after signing on the dotted line. And so then for a two and a half year window, I was networking, I was bartending, I was working music festivals, I was work, I was like doing everything and anything. I was I had plaster poured over me to be a, a mannequin in a museum. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy, but that led me then to uh, networking into healthcare as in hospital administration. Never thought I'd work in hospital administration. Went to go get my MPH in healthcare policy. Actually said out loud in my classrooms, I never want to work in hospital administration. <laughs> Worked there for almost seven years and ended up as an executive. And that was like that turning point of, okay, hold up. What has been going on in my career? We need to talk. So I did not expect any of that, but I love it. And the truth is that window of time, even before you got your MPH and went into healthcare administration, I'm curious, like what's going through your head? Right. Because that can't be easier in this moment. You're going through all these different jobs, you're kind of bouncing all over the place. There's nothing wrong with that. And obviously, we want people to understand that that's the figuring it out part. That's part of our journey. But what was going through your mind at the time? So there, there are a couple of different stages. So we go back in time to when I wanted to be a, a soccer player. Well, the, the mistake there was actually thinking that that goal was greater than myself, right? greater than my health. So I. I put my purpose above me. I forgot that I'm greater than my purpose because I created it, which was one of my first lessons. And I should have had balance. It would have been a lot, my life would have been a lot easier if I, if I, if I had that understanding. The second stage was after going into health policy and exploring that, being passionate about it and not getting a job for you know over two and a half years was I decided to explore life. And uh, during that exploration, of self and exploration of the world and just to make money and to, and to keep networking, I kind of lost my insight. I lost where I was going. And so it's important when something isn't working out for you, at least when something wasn't working out for me, was to really ensure that I, I was living true to my values and not just living life. Uh, and because then I woke up one day, I literally remember this, I woke up, I shot up from my bed, I was living in a two, a two bedroom apartment, shot up from my bed to go in to sleep at like 7am after a long night of of bartending, probably I drank way too much. And I was just like, what am I doing? How did I get here? Two graduate degrees, like smart kid, like decent savings. Like, how did I get to the I'm hungover, the sun's out? And now it's been, you know, two years since I've graduated from grad school. And it's not because I wasn't trying, but it's because I really forgot what I was trying for, if that makes sense. And so like the really, the values of what I really cared about, what I should have been spending my time on and my intention was lost. And then, so with my business, you know, that, that decision was what will get me to do the type of work that I love? The actual path didn't matter as much. So the first thing I tried to do was to craft my job, talk to my VP, get involved in projects that I cared about, all this type of stuff. And then that, that ended because we got acquired again. And a lot of people I was working with lost their jobs. So this project stopped. And then the other option was go get another job in the field. But I didn't have the expertise or the coach to guide me in terms of how to pivot industries and not get lose half my pay, which sometimes is worth it if you're building career capital. But I did not want that at the time. 
And then, so the other path was, well, what strengths do I have? Well, I've built this coaching practice for five years. I know how to do that. I know how to, I know this, this stuff. I don't have instant credibility. I don't have credibility yet. So how do I build a brand? And so that led me then to make the decision to go down this path. But still today, like I was bored about a year ago and started looking for contract work and built a whole new segment of my business because I just wanted to diversify and grow my skill sets. So it's like you're always, you know, constantly growing in your career, you're learning new things. But if you're, if you're, if your insight is off of your values and off of what I like to call your career sweet spot, then you can, you can make some wrong decisions that lead you down a, a pretty different path for a few years or more. You strike me as somebody that looks at every failure, not so much as a failure, but as a redirection, a learning, some sort of grander setup for the next thing, right? There's a difficulty in seeing the truth in the moment when you're going through that process. We're convincing ourselves, we're telling ourselves stories that this isn't necessarily meant for me, or I'm not good enough, or I can't do this, right? But you strike me as somebody who consistently looks at life through the lens of call it half full or that there's more opportunity on the other side of the fence. But the truth is there's a process to that. So curious if you can unpack what that looks like for you, right? How do you wake up and really think about, okay, I'm bored a year ago, right? And I need to explore additional opportunities. What goes into that thinking? I don't, I don't know if you could relate to this or not, but so my, my dad's not from this, not from the States. He's, he, immigrated over when he was in his low twenties. And he is a super hard worker, super entrepreneurial, not really great with authority, which I had to learn how to deal with as a, uh, but he was also an entrepreneur. I used to fix houses with them. We used to do a bunch of odd jobs. I would, I would walk into sewage and fix some, you know, some pumps. And he then be was a real estate agent for a while, a lot of very entrepreneurial type of positions. And so I think from him, I pulled to this, you know, you make your way, right? You, you are your leader. Um, I've balanced that with, well, how do you also build relationships in the process, which is really important to the growth of your business and your career. But uh, so when it comes to failures in career progression, you know, what something might, something might be a disappointment. It doesn't mean that it's a failure. A failure just means that something didn't meet your expectations. That happens all the time. I go to a restaurant, I get a meal, I bite into it. Okay. That didn't meet my expectations. Is the meal failure? No, it's still going to fill me up. You know? And so it's like with your career, when something doesn't work out as well as you think it might, you know, the outcome shouldn't really matter. What matters is, did I build relationships during this time that could, that could benefit my future? Did I work on work that I could leverage later on when I'm looking for new, new career opportunities? Uh, did I basically, did I waste my time? Did I become resentful or did I look at it in a way where I am, I've now become a greater person because of it? Uh, because we don't control that. Uh, we don't control the external environment or we can't like all the jobs that I've had, you know, I've, I've, some of them I've gone for, but a lot of them also in our careers will notice are from job boards or when, when someone picks us. And, and so even just that idea that other people are choosing what job we might have, even though we decide to accept the offer or not, we do decide though, how we show up. And so despite the failures, you know, it, it really doesn't depend what happens outside of ourselves. It matters how we, how we treat our, ourselves in, inside of ourselves, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's such an important lesson for anyone listening right now. 
I want you to take a moment and really process that because again, what you're sharing right now is really the fact that it's not the external experience that matters. It's our own processing of that experience that matters and how we interpret it. So I'm really curious to tap into how you make the shift from being a healthcare administrator, from rising in that process to fundamentally going into, let's call it a somewhat different profession. Right. Coaching is very different. It's expansive. It's enables different groups of people. So what was that transition like? Because it doesn't seem easy on the surface. So I'm curious to hear it from your perspective. Yeah, maybe also just to quickly note, because I didn't share this yet, was when I when I met somebody bartending who worked at the hospital I got a job at, who then ended up getting me an interview um, when I was interviewing for that job it became, it became known that I was bartending at the time. I was not hired. The VP did not want to hire a bartender. I made it to the final round, didn't hire me. Kind of disappointing. Didn't know it at the time, but then the VP left to go train at another place. They brought me back to interview me again. I interviewed with a different person, ended up getting hired for the same role. Mm. VP came back from the other hospital, ended up becoming the CEO of the hospital that I was now working at that CEO promoted me into the executive level position. So I just want to you know, tell everyone out there, like, if you're hustling, if you're working hard, if you're in different industries, that um, some people may judge that. But if you stay positive and you keep looking for opportunities and you stay consistent and stay true to yourself and be proud of what you've done and what you've accomplished and how you work, that, that will it will work out. And sometimes you get to say, ha in the end. <laughs> so just wanted to state that because that was a really interesting part of my healthcare career. No, I appreciate you sharing that. It's such a good reminder that even in the moment, right, you might get an initial no. That no doesn't mean it's a no permanently. It means that there might be a moment in time or it wasn't right for that moment. It could be the right moment a month from now, a year from now, two years from now. But again, that positive mindset, that bringing high massive energy into the moment operating from a confident state is what's going to help you get there right so i think that's what you're continuously showing throughout different pockets of your career and that again is what enables you to teach people that today so if we could bridge that a little bit more now and just really think about like how do you get into it and then kind of expand on what you're doing with people today mm -hmm. so the question is like how do you get into that mindset yeah, well, part of it, it's how do we get into that mindset, but also how did you make that transition from healthcare yeah. into coaching? So I, I work with a lot of clients who are also launching service-based businesses. And from my own experiences working with clients and from my own life, I tell them, please, 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 despite your resentment towards your potential position right now and the people you work with, this is one of the greatest gifts that you have within your tool belt. And so how do you leverage where you're at to get you where you want to be? And the clients that I've worked with that are transitioning from the same industry into maybe an industry similar or an industry that could potentially leverage those relationships have a much easier time, like meaning they can build a business and get clients within three months than I had because I left my role in a, in a way that was not positive, right? Like I was I was, I did not, I did not build relationships because I was resentful towards it. I pulled away from it. I didn't really work on, I worked on some projects that were important, but a lot that were not. And I did not have good relationships with senior leadership. Right? So that like, because, because I was kind of just like putting my head in the sink, right? I didn't want people to call on, like, I didn't want to, I wouldn't want to volunteer for stuff. I just wanted to get out. 
And so the, the transition was basically almost starting a scratch, like starting from nothing. And so I had to leverage my experience with how to build a brand from the past five years of my coaching practice to this new business. And so that transition was how do I pitch myself in a way where I'm credible in this space? Mm. Luckily, I was selected for 16 months of leadership training prior to that in my, in my system. And I became the one relationship, the one friend that I had was the like our chief of people, like a director of people. And so I had him to leverage to kind of throw some ideas around to get some strategy in place. And then it was really just how do I show up everywhere with a consistent message about what I believe? And how do I go also become a really credible expert in this space at the same time? So I knew how to get on podcasts. I knew how to write articles and get featured. I knew how to create a website. I knew how to edit video. Um, but the thing that I didn't have was credibility. And so that's my, that was where my decision to go get my doctorate in organizational leadership came from. And luckily though, I was in, I, I actually was finishing my dissertation when I finally left healthcare. So I was planning this. I was planning to get out and be this instant, instant expert. I was planning to make sure that I took my dissertation and immediately wrote a journal, journal article and get it published in an, in, an, in, an, in an international journal. I was planning to go speak at conferences. So I was trying to build this platform where even though this is a young kid, he's an expert in value alignment and job satisfaction. We should talk to him. And then I leveraged all, my, all the community I had prior to this within this different realm and coaching. And I just made sure that they understood that I made this pivot now into this career development, professional development space. That was probably the hardest part. And so when I tell people that are starting businesses, make sure that whatever you're producing, try to ensure that it encompasses all of your values. If you feel that what you're creating is, is a little off into in your gut, then you need to stop and say, how do I ensure that this encompasses all of my values in terms of marketing, brand messaging, content development, because eventually if it doesn't fit your values, you're going to stop this business. You're going to switch. And that was the biggest issue is people had knew me as a coach in a different industry and a different brand. And it took me about a year and a half to really, to get rid of that brand, to get it offline, to get it off people's minds and to build this whole new community. Um, and that one of the greatest things I did to build that community that was in-person events too. And so that's a whole different aspect of the business. Yeah, I love that. And again, that's that recognition that if something's not going as planned or you don't want to do something anymore, it's totally okay to make that shift. And it takes time, right? There's a process to it, but you're able to do that yourself. So you're kind of living proof of what you're actually selling. You eat your own dog food. It's really about living through that lens. What I'm curious about is what's your recommendation to people who might be thinking about starting a side business, right? So a lot of people who might be born in the pandemic, as you alluded to earlier, it seems a little bit like low energy at times, right? People go through their own emotions or dealing with different things, but some people actually want to start something on the side. What would be your recommendation for them for how to even approach that process? Yeah. I feel, so I feel like I'm totally hogging the microphone here and I, I want to turn it back on you and say, you know, what, what were some businesses that you started or how do you get those ideas? <laughs> I appreciate that ask. The funny thing is, I don't even know if I've ever shared the story publicly and I have no shame in it. The truth is one of the first companies I tried to start uh, actually was a blockchain company back in 2017, right? It, I was very fascinated, still am with uh, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology as a whole. And I'd been working in the energy space for the last 
seven years at the time. And I said, okay, how do I partner with people to one, learn what blockchain technology is, figure out who the developers are. How do we actually systematize this and improve the energy space? And then take everything that I had learned, all the partnerships, all the relationships, and really bucket that into one. Um, the truth is when you undertake such a massive technological uh, kind of like product idea, it isn't always easy, right? You need the capital, you need the operations, you need uh, to understand the regulation. Again, like the, the blockchain industry in itself has a ton of regulation. The energy industry in itself has a ton of regulation. So there's constant headwinds in the way. The reality is I spent about nine months on that project. It didn't go where I wanted to. But the truth is, as I always say, everything's a redirection. Um, it lended to new opportunities, new relationships, new partnerships, new connections that I now utilize in different ways, right? It wasn't, now that I look at that moment, it wasn't so much about building a blockchain company. It was actually about making sure that I get to meet all these people in my life that are going to help me at the next steps in that phase. And I fundamentally believe that everything is a true coincidence and that's the purpose of all those connections. Um, but today it's really been about, look, it was very, very clear to me that similar to you at some point, and many people will go through this process, you have this revelation that what you've been doing for X amount of years isn't what you want to continue doing for the next five, 10 years. And the truth for me, the underpin of why I even started Career Meets World was to help people and empower people to understand that similar tendencies and patterns show up in our lives because we're not even aware of them. We're not aware of our own subconscious, how it was formed, how it operates, how it manifests, right? So that's really what I got intrigued by and was able to help people over the span of 10 years doing this without doing an actual business. And I said, well, now it's time to package it all up and put it out in the world and really facilitate these conversations for people. And that's what it's really been all about. So I am excited for, for the continuation, the growth, and again, kind of to answer my own question, but I'd also love to hear your perspective is, when you're trying to start a business, when you're trying to look at like, what is the side hustle that you wanna work on, whether it's a solopreneur, an entrepreneur starting a product or a service, understand what goes into it, understand what your potential day-to-day -day would look like, understand the type of people you're gonna work with, understand the type of people you're gonna partner with. Then the truth is you can't predict everything, right? There's no business that just goes on this up and up trend to the top right corner. It's just like life does not work that way, but understand what you're signing up for. Because, right, we all sign up for subscription services that are very different in our lives. And the truth is how many of them do we really use? Treat this as a monthly subscription that you're signing up for, and you're going to be going through this work. And if it's not something you want to be quote unquote, paying for the next couple of months, you probably won't want to continue with this business. So that's at least how I've been looking at it. But again, Ben, I'm curious to hear from your perspective. I love your story because it, it represents the fact that we will do things like it's a given. We will do things that we do not continue doing. It's just like, look, in, look right now, close your eyes. Think about a couple of relationships you've had in the past, friendships, uh, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, and, you know, those people aren't here anymore, right? Close your eyes and now think about your careers. You've had jobs. Those jobs, those jobs aren't here anymore. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not a sports counselor for a camp, <laughs> you know, like, 
it, like we're, so things are supposed to change. They're going to change. Why is a business any different? Um, and so we learned though from, the, from, from those experiences. I've had a couple other businesses, a couple other ventures, uh, but the goal is to say, okay, what do I care about? Like b- before you start your business, what do I care about? Am, am I going to enjoy this? Is this something that I'm going to want to invest my time in, to learn about, to study about, to network with, to actually build something? And if it is, like you have that passion, that's important because you can stay motivated and because it's something you care about, you feel like you're actually connected to your work. Um, does it? Can, can you find a way to do the least amount of possible to test your business out, to see if it's going to work? Can you control costs? Can you do a, a, minim, a minimum viable, uh, viable product? Can you say that I know I could, I could create a YouTube channel and create a podcast and write a book and create an online course and, and maybe launch this brick and mortar store. And I can do all these things. I, I need to do these things. Can you just say, okay, great. What do I need to do to make money in this business to prove that it works? Okay, maybe I need a client. I need to sell one product. I need to do a focus group and get hundred people to say that buy this product. Maybe do some pre-sales. Maybe just build a website and share it with people and get their perspective. So you, you do like the least amount possible that costs the least amount to prove that you can grow a little bit. And then you know what you do? You grow a little bit. You don't invest your life savings into something immediately. It will take more time, but it will also be less pressure and less stressful. And you'll be able to balance other parts of your life at the same time that might be drawing in more income or you might, in, might develop other parts of your, you, who you are as an individual. And so this is my perspective, right? I'm, I'm a little risk adverse when it comes to investments and starting companies and stuff like that. But um, I, I actually believe that's the right way uh, because you also, I promise you, when you build something, it, something's going to be wrong about it. 100%, like 100%, 100% of the time, I've, ever, I've never seen something come out and be perfect. There are always going to be adjustments. And so why not ensure that those adjustments aren't costly, aren't super stressful, um, and you're going to enjoy the process? Yeah, no, that's such an important point, right? It's all about enjoying the actual process. If you sign up to do any sort of business, to build it out, to actually create and invest energy in a different way, you might as well enjoy it. You might as well enjoy that process, waking up, structuring your day in a way that's going to give you fulfillment. Otherwise, you're probably not working on the right thing. And oftentimes that happens both as a career individual or as an entrepreneur. And as I always tell people, it's always important to go within to understand what's working, what's not. How do we kind of separate ourselves from that belief system that's not serving us in the highest possible power. And that's kind of the most important piece of getting that part straight before we figure out what career we want to go down, what what business we want to build. Because if we can't figure out our core foundation, the rest of the building is going to fall down. So I'm curious, again, just as we kind of slowly wrap things up, I want to make sure that people understand what is it that you're spending your time on today, right? Because you kind of work on a few different things now. You are on this trajectory to continue to help more people. What is it that you're actually helping people with and how can people reach out to you? Yeah, and we, we didn't touch on it yet, but what's so important, I think, in the foundation of everything we're discussing. And so Live for Yourself actually developed from the acronym LIVE, which stands for Life, Intentions, Values, and Expectations, which is a decision-making system that I would take clients through. But underlying all that is the three C's of self-leadership. And self-leadership is basically your ability to lead yourself um, in alignment with your values throughout your life. It's an easy way to live. It's an easy way to make decisions. 
And so everything we're talking about in terms of starting a business or making career decisions, and like you just hinted at, right, starts with that clarity piece. So the first C in self-leadership is clarity, and then it goes into confidence and control. And so mainly I coach clients one-on-one, either senior leaders, executives, to basically become greater self-leaders in their life and at work. So that means getting greater clarity in the type of work they want to do, what brand they want to build, what they stand for, how they're actually going to get there. So the what, the why, the how, the when, et cetera, all of that, um, defining those goals and those objectives, then building confidence in those areas. So either hard skills, soft skills, actually reading a book, listening to this podcast, um, or just actually going through limiting beliefs. Like I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. I've never had this type of money before. Like our attachment to money can really hold us back. It's a huge one. Uh, fear of failure, imposter syndrome. Um, and then we go into control, which is actually your intentions, how you live each and every day, who you interact with. I think people don't realize that that friend from when you were five that you just hold on to that causes you a ton of stress, but you just hold on to them because they're, they're a great friend. Like that is draining more of your energy and your ability to actually create something for the world than probably anything else around you. Like your social environment is so important. And so that's part of control is really impacting your, your environment. So I work with clients on those three C's really to get them towards their career goals, uh, but it does trickle down into their life. Um, other than that, I do corporate workshops on job satisfaction, leadership development skills. Uh, that's a portion of my business. And then just for fun, I also do some contract work for a variety of companies that are in the leadership development and career space. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say you also bartend still on the side, but it sounds like you're doing a lot of great things. I really love that acronym around LIVE, which is life intentions, values, and expectations. It's such an important reminder, right? If you're breaking down how things are going for you, what things aren't going well for you, right? You alluded to some of those friendships that we hold on to, some of those people in our lives. I love that framework. And I definitely recommend that people reach out to you, connect with you and kind of explore how else you're going to be able to really impact their lives. And look, then I really enjoy this conversation around just what you've done, where you've gone and what you're doing today. But like every single guest, before we let all of our guests off the hook, we want to make sure that we stump them through our hot seat. So are you ready for this? How about I ask you hot seat questions and then we just <laughs> audible. Yeah. I love it. Totally ready. Um, totally ready. Let's do this. All right. So the truth is I am a huge proponent and believer that everyone is both a student for life as well as a teacher for life. So if you could teach one topic for the rest of your life, what would it be? And then if you had to learn one topic for the rest of your life, what would it be? Can I teach two topics just because I think can I do two? I'm in Let's Ottawa. Okay. First one is about purpose, really defining what purpose is, what it means and how it should impact your life, how it could impact your life. So I think one of the worst pieces of advice I ever received was to find your purpose. So that would be one thing I would teach. The other thing I would teach would be just financial management and investment. If I started investing 10 years ago, I would be um, a a super wealthy individual instead of just saving my money and being scared of banks. So I think there's, uh, not banks, but the market and stuff like that. So just general investment knowledge, I think is like so important and so um, undertaught. If I was a student, what would I want to learn? I wish I learned about confidence. Yeah. Mm. When I was a kid, I think I think if I if I had a higher level of confidence, I, a lot of things wouldn't have, have happened. I would have I wouldn't have been here. I would not be here today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are here. 
Uh, I love those two things. Uh, thank you for sharing that. If you had to read one book for the rest of the time, what would it be? Reframing by Richard Bandler. Okay. Love it. And uh, wait, what's yours? Because I like good books. Yeah. Uh, my favorite book probably is Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's a great book. Yeah. So one final one for you, uh, just to switch things up, because you talked about nootropics earlier. What are some of your favorite nootropics products? So I've just been testing the bunch out and I love this field. I actually, one of the companies I launched was called the Breakup Supplement, which is basically a, a nootropic for, for your mind, just to settle anxiety and nerves and stuff. Uh, but that's, that's in a different story of my life. So I've, I've recently just, I'm trying out Genius Mushrooms, which is just a, a mushroom mix. I'm taking a blend of uh, magnesium oxide, uh, L-thionine, and I just tried, uh, and what is it? Um, the one that helps you lucid dream. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I also can't remember the exact name. Alpha, I have like a, ooh, man. It's all right. Yeah. So, but it helps you. I was really interested in increasing my ability to, to be more like conscious in my dreams. And there's, there's a supplement you can take that um, helps you do that. So. Awesome. Yeah. And for those that might not know, nootropics is really kind of the field of study or again, you can expand on this, but it's really about how to improve cognition, how to improve just overall stability in your life in terms of your energy levels. And I think that, uh, different sorts of products are available on the market. Be mindful of what you're taking because everyone's going to market it to you in the best possible way. So make sure to do your homework. Um, look, Ben, I know that you have a ton more to share with people. So I want to make sure that before people jump off, they have a way to connect with you. What's the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah. And also like that medical disclaimer, just to reaffirm that. <laughs> yeah. None of these sure. are super recommended. They, they interact with, uh, actual pharmaceutical medications you might be taking. So please be careful. Uh, yeah, disclaimer made. I am not a medical professional, even though I'm a doctor is not in medicine. So uh, if people want to reach out to me, I'm super active on LinkedIn. So you can just find me at Dr. Benjamin Ritter. I uh, every now and then show up on Instagram and my handle is Ritter Benj, R-I-T-T-E-R-B-E-N-J. And I would totally push like my YouTube channel and podcasts and stuff. But honestly, I would say just connect with me on those two platforms and I look forward to speaking with all of you. Awesome. Uh, definitely make sure to check out Dr. Benjamin Ritter. He is a wealth of knowledge. He's going to help you in many different ways, whether it's trying to start a career, trying to find your purpose, your clarity, boost your confidence, gain control. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate it. And as we always say on the Career Meets World podcast, go unleash your wildest potential. Thank you so much. Hey. Thanks so much for listening to the Career Meets World podcast. I would love to get to meet you. There are a couple of ways we can connect. You know I love my LinkedIn. Simply search for Career Meets World or Edward Gorbis and feel free to connect. Second is via Instagram at Career Meets World. And third is through our website. I have a special spot for you full of fun, free resources. All you have to do is go to careermeetsworld.com subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll provide you the free resources to help you boost your career and reach financial freedom. 
And if this podcast was helpful to you in any way, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us help more people. Simply tap the rate with five stars and leave a sentence with what you liked about the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, strengthening your growth mindset is your ticket to success. I'm Edward Gorbis, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.